0: RB1, a fantasy football podcast brought to you by Faketeams.com. I guess it's not technically this week's because we do two a week, but welcome to this Thursday's uh, RB1 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, I am your humble host, Pete Rogers, joined as always by John Barnett and Clark Barnes. Guys,
2: how are you? been well in Wisconsin. Things are not so great for this Houston Astros fan, but let's not talk baseball, football. football.
0: Well, let's take a brief moment to just remind the general populace that despite what others might think and despite what those New Yorkers might be trying to tell you, the Yankees suck. And always remember that. Never forget it. They're evil. They are a trash for organization that is filled with cheats and, and bums and stupid, stupid people. Where, where are you right now? Where am I? In, yeah. middle, in yeah. middle Boston. Not that oh. that has anything to uh, – not that yeah. has any you know weight – on my decision unrelated
2: completely completely unrelated unrelated.
0: yeah okay i feel like i feel like any any baseball fan should hate the yankees for what they made johnny damon do to his hair
1: or just the fact that there's no salary cap in baseball and it's just unfair to the entire rest of the world that also i'd also the problem is as a red sox fan or as a as a
0: casual red soxer i can't necessarily complain about that because the red sox also kind of fall into that category of just uh signing everyone and anyone because they have an owner who loves to spend money. So I can't, that's a complaint about that, but
2: nonetheless, Haha, fooled you listeners. You thought this was a fantasy football podcast.
0: It's fantasy baseball, baby. RB one podcast. I mean, don't, turn it uh, off, please
2: just base- kidding. We will, we will get everything.
0: Um, no, this is as, as, as we will, as it says in the title and as we discuss, and the only things we know how to discuss, uh, Fancy football, we'll get to that. We got week seven coming up. My goodness, how the weeks have just blown by. We'll start the show, of course, with the world's fastest injury report brought to you by Pete Reading Roto, which is literally true this time because we're coming, we're recording this podcast about an hour and a half or so earlier than we normally do, uh, which is that time I used to prepare. Uh, so I literally have Roto World's injury report up in front of me, so I will just be reading directly from that uh and then we were playing the greatest game on the podcast universe would you rather um so we got a little bit of that uh if anyone is prepared enough to have had their starts and sits ready we'll do that too i certainly do not uh and then when we do a thursday night preview then we're all set
2: yeah i'm prepared for start and sit if someone else brought them to the table
0: okay, <laughs> park. I'm sure I would not put it past both Clark and John to be wildly prepared for this. I am not. So let's start it off with the injury report. The world's fastest injury report brought to you by Pete Reading, Roto World. Uh, Andre Ellington, running back for the Arizona Cardinals. Quadricep, likely will play. Don't worry about it. Uh, Mohamed Sanu, hamstring, status uncertain. He will return to practice. Probably will play. Uh, Jordan Matthews, day-to-day, probably. Calvin Benjamin, questionable. This is a waste of time.
2: I am really glad that we've moved to just having people as questionable instead of <laughs> probable and questionable. Thanks NFL. I really appreciate
1: that.
0: It's really, it's really helpful. Uh, let me just see big names that are on here. Oh my gosh. Basically, if you really want to know injuries, I'll promise I'll be more prepared next week. Devontae Parker didn't practice on Wednesday, so that's big. Rex Burkhead oh. will likely play. So will Chris Hogan. So there you go. Good news. Paul Perkins. Oh no! This is really hurting all of my Orleans West stock that I just invested heavily in.
2: Paul no, Perkins. It's not. <laughs> Paul Perkins is going to look good, serving people Gatorade, holding the clipboard. Uh,
0: <laughs> Paul Perkins is likely to play, but according to Clark, that shouldn't worry you. Uh, also, Willie Sneed looks I mean, like he's, he's gonna dress. Yeah, he just won't. He just yeah, won't be good. Dress. Uh, CJ Procyz's question but will likely play basically go to faketeams.com tomorrow morning we'll have our injury report that we do every week or every day you go look into that i know this is everyone's favorite segment and i apologize for being so ill prepared for it but whatever <laughs> Such I is the podcast. i important.
2: think you're doing a great job you're Thanks. doing a great job pete
0: this is this is uh this is me on zero caffeine so just imagine what it would be like if i was on caffeine uh oh, just bouncing right along because that was just fun
1: And this is why he hibernates.
0: And this is why I need to take
1: uh, the
0: occasional week-long hibernation. Time to just blow past the injury report, because let's be honest, uh, who cares, Uh, and get to what everyone always comes for, which is the games, the fun, the merriment, the enjoyment, the passion, the love, uh, and the world's greatest game on the podcast universe, when you're (laughs) welcome 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 everyone to would you rather uh the rules to this game are of course very straightforward uh each of us will propose a situation where you pick one or the other either or would you rather blank or would you rather blank uh some of these will be fantasy oriented i will tell you right now that uh two of mine are not so they are football oriented but not fancy oriented so we're gonna
1: get into a little bit of fun there uh in terms of the rules at some point clark will break them so this is also stuff. true patent pending <laughs> would, you, <laughs> would you
0: rather Clark break the rules or abide by them? Uh, hit us up on Twitter at RB1 Podcast and let us know. The answer clearly is Clark Blake rules because, I mean, then it's no fun. It's no fun if everyone just abides by the rules.
2: I'd prefer to say that I introduce new rules more than i break the rules so that 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 is a savvy
0: explanation by someone who is comfortable to uh, is used to breaking the rules and knows how to spin it such that uh they're not actually doing any wrong so well done clark
2: this is a no spin zone here perfect
0: uh judd let's bounce over to you to start and why don't you give us your first would you rather
1: all right. Uh, as we've done before, I like to do some kind of little theme for my, would you rather's mine in this week, of course, involves injured quarterbacks as that seems to be on my mind. Uh, but my, would you rather is, uh, rest this? Well, I guess we'll, we'll go with, uh, this week, this week, because one of them might be back here, obviously sooner, uh, Jordy Nelson or Mike Evans. And who
0: the Packers are playing, uh, The Saints, Saints. correct? Saints, yep. And the Buccaneers? Buffalo. Buccaneers are at Buffalo. Uh, Well, that is a good proposition. I am going to go with, I would say Jordy, uh, obviously constructed upon a few narratives, one being the fact that the Saints defense, despite what we saw last week against the Lions, uh, still sucks. I still believe that in my heart of hearts. Uh, I think Jordy Nelson is always a reliable red zone threat. I mean, he is the most productive red zone Uh, receiver in the NFL currently so I do think that they're going to look his direction that way I also think that it's more so a commentary on the fact that I believe Buffalo's defense to rattle uh, despite this being a Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge story because he was a quarterback of Buffalo at some point uh, I do think that the Buffalo's defense can rattle him and maybe cause a little bit of anxiety and stress in Tampa
2: Bay We'll take the other side here. I think Mike Evans gets the ball no matter what. Um, I don't know Winston's uh, injury status right now. You can check it out on FakeTeams.com tomorrow. and get a better picture. But
1: both of he these guys, he did that? Not practice. He was not throwing today.
2: Okay. Well, it doesn't. I mean, either way, the the Buccaneers are going to have a quarterback that focus on that number one wide receiver we've seen that with ryan fitzpatrick in the past and if james plays we know that he only has eyes for mike evans he's a monster he's huge if the buccaneers only score one touchdown and you had to bet a hundred bucks on who it was gonna be i think we had I, I won't speak for the group but i would put it on mike evans regardless who.
0: really playing. i would put that on cameron braid i feel like cameron braid is is who they want to get the ball to and when they get into the red zone that plucky harvard connection that's
2: true. Exactly. Well, um, gosh darn it, yeah, guys. Gosh You're really not darned. helping my narrative street <laughs> analysis here. Uh, I, uh, Mike Evans, I'm it. I'm done. You guys go ahead. Perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. There you go. Beautiful. John, who who's your pick? Uh, it's going to sound homer, but I'm going to go with Jordy, but it's based on the targeting. Uh, last week, we still saw nine targets. There were 10 total targets on the game. One of them was Rogers, though. Uh, nine targets, though, from Hundley last week to Jordy uh, and 10 to Devante. So it looks like he was at least looking heavily that way still. Uh, It doesn't look like the target numbers are going to drop, but I think he will be a little more accurate this week. Uh, Mike Evans, even when getting targeted heavily uh, with uh, Winston, still wasn't getting particularly big numbers. I mean, I don't know if the change in quarterback helps or hurts at this point necessarily, but uh, if – if if all things were like they were last year, it'd be Evans. But for some reason, he just is not yeah. producing at the level he did last year. And I think Jordy's got a, it's a tiny edge. There's a reason I picked this as one is I think it's really close. No,
0: I agree. I definitely agree. I think both have the potential to either do nothing or to have an impactful game. I would just lean more towards Jordy because I do feel like we saw it. Like you were mentioning, we already kind of seen it from, uh, Brett Hundley when he took over, and I just trust the Packers' offense to—I mean, to sometimes their to their detriment—focus on getting Jordy the ball, particularly in the red zone. Whereas Mike Evans, I think, I think for whatever reason, Cameron Brait, I mean, they really even in like double coverage, they will just like rip that ball into him uh, as soon as they get around the goal line. And Mike Evans just also has not been producing this year as much as reliably as I would want him to. So,
2: yeah, so I think we're definitely all in agreement here that i'm not gonna bench either one of these guys because of the changes that have happened i'm still relatively confident with both of the backups i still think they're both plays so yeah I'm yeah. With you guys on that one perfect uh clark why don't you give us your first would you rather
1: so this one's a little gruesome uh
2: who you got thomas rawls or eddie lacy
1: yeah i like this one this was a, th- a th- Thoughtful kind of one. I was trying to go back and forth and look at some of this. They got fairly even carries. Well, the last time they played, they were by week this last week, but they got fairly even carries uh, the week prior. I think it was eight, and nine each. I guess the rest of the way, I guess like, well, I don't know. I'm going to lean Rawls just because I think he's got a little bit more ability to do a second thing. I think he can lean forward, and I think he can get a little bit more outside, and I think he's a better pass catcher. So on that level, I think the pass catching kind of puts him over the top. Lacey is you know, just a battering ram, and he's he's quicker than people give him credit for, and he's got a very good kind of spin uh, getting away from linebackers, but I, I guess I'm going to give the edge to Rawls slightly. If they're getting even carries, I think Rawls is going to get him on the pass catches.
0: I agree. I I just I think Rawls we've seen Rawls before. We've seen Rawls have huge gains and be a very talented and and very talented running back and showing that, right? Uh and I think the only way like you were saying, John, is like Eddie Lacy's trait or thing is being a battering ram power running back, right? That that's that's his, that's kind of the role that he fits into any offense and they have yet to use him as that, right? They haven't been like, all right, we get down to the goal line, we're going to just give three carries to Eddie Lacey and just let him just ram it home. And I think that's the only value Eddie Lacey really adds in this league still, unless, unless you're like fully committing yourself and committing your offense to giving him whatever 18 touches that he needs to get the thing rolling. It's It reminds me a little bit of Adrian Peterson, though not as much just because Adrian Peterson is actually like a transcendent talent, whereas Eddie Lacey hate to say it is not, uh, but yeah, I would go with Rawls. I think if Rawls can stay healthy and they're getting, I agree. Yeah, they can get, if they're getting uh, the same number of carries, I trust Rawls to be able to do something with those carries
2: more so than Lacey. Yeah, it's a sweep for all the reasons you guys mentioned. We've just seen more out of Rawls than we've seen out of Lacey. I mean, Rawls at his height has been better than Lacey at his height. I think he's a little bit more versatile. Not taking any way, not taking anything away from Eddie Lacy. Um, but I just I don't think he gives you that receiving out of the backfield that Rawls does.
0: Yep. Uh, my question, my first would-you-rather might have something to do with a current predicament that I am finding myself in. Not this week because one of these guys is on a bye. But moving forward, uh, would you rather have Marcus Mariota or Deshaun Watson as your starting
2: quarterback in fantasy? Deshaun Watson, next question.
0: Yes! I knew I could trust what? the resident Texans fan to just wildly pick it, pick Watson.
1: I, yeah, I think it is, though. Um, Mariota's got a group of nice receivers, and Watson's got some guys who are just, I mean, they're monsters at this point, just way faster than the guys covering them. And, um, I mean, they're playing that same division of stuff. Mariota is not going to get to throw the ball against the Tennessee defense, unfortunately, too, though. That's true. But not, Watson's just been amazing since he's come in, and I don't think it's – I guess I don't think this one's that close. Yeah. I'm with Kyle Cl- I don't think it's close right now.
2: I mean, no, I, to be fair, I love Marcus Mariota. I've, I've talked about this on the podcast previously. I don't want him to be injured. He's in the division with my team. But he really uh, – he has the potential to be, I think, absolutely amazing. But I think with his injury and I think with the Texans' uh, losses on defense, since the Texans are going to have to throw. And I think that the Texans wide receiving core, people were a little worried about Will Fuller and him being well, able to... I just to, turned
0: him into a superstar.
2: Yeah, I mean, so he's throwing it to him when he's even. And right. Will Fuller is fast enough to get that when he's even, he's leaving kind of thing. And so when you have DeAndre Hopkins on one side that you have to roll your coverage to, and then your other guy
0: can't just His blow fuller. any corner who's who's lined up against him.
2: If he's not your number one, he's faster, you know, right. than your than your two corner. And so uh, it's it's exciting to be a Houston fan right now with that wide receiver core and with a quarterback that's willing to chuck it up. So for this season, I mean maybe not rest of career, but for this season, I think Deshaun Watson has shown us that you know the Texans are gonna need to score. And he, I mean, so far has been fearless and wonderful. And maybe later in the season we'll be fearless bordering on stupid, but he's fearless. So for right now, I mean, you got to ride the guy that's chucking it deep to two really good wide receivers.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, and I paired this, I mean, personally, because firstly, because it is a quandary that I, I have both quarterbacks. And so it's a debate that I've had in my head, but also because Mariota go, went into this season with so much hype, uh, people were thinking that he was going to be a fantasy stud. I know my, myself thought that I know Heath, one of the writers at fake teams. Who's been on the podcast a few times. He loves, still does. I mean, of course, how can you not love Mariota? I mean, loves Mariota. Uh, and so I'm just like, it's interesting to see how his start to the season has not been great. Uh, whereas Watson has just, as soon as he's taken over the starting role has been arguably one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Which is crazy to say, and my like it, it feels weird to say that, but it's it's true. I I mean I don't know. I think in fantasy know. is one, right? Right. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean in fantasy he's he's been he's been the best quarterback and in and in an actual football. I mean you've got I mean presumably Brady and and Rogers ahead. Of, you know obviously at one and two, and then after that two and one, and and <laughs> <laughs> you've got uh, Alex Smith up there, and then. I mean, maybe I'm just being completely stupid and naive, and I'm I'm forgetting someone who clearly should be on this list. But like, I don't know. Am I crazy?
2: We'll always leave Aaron Rodgers out. And <laughs> sorry, John. Tonight, that's the first time that that's been on purpose. Um, <laughs> so, but to pump the brakes a little bit on Deshaun Watson, he has he has looked really good, but he still looked really good for a rookie. Right. Making those mistakes, uh, a lot of defenses have decided to be generous and drop the balls that he's thrown right to them. So, I I mean, I think it's one of those things that a rookie is showing a ton of promise and in the the right game scripts, he's looked really good. In a neutral or positive game script for the quarterback, he's looked great. Um, But a little football analysis instead of fantasy football analysis, Uh. he's not – the greatest yet, but he is show. I mean, it, he is showing what the most optimistic people could have thought he could do in the NFL right now as a rookie. So we'll keep watching it, and it's. I, I love this comparison to Mariota because Mariota did the same thing, right? And so now we're starting to see kind of like in a bad division with a you know not super creative offense. Now he's kind of struggling, and he's had some injuries. He hasn't been able to finish the season. He hurt his hamstring now, which is a big part of his game he's not a running quarterback but the threat of him running is yeah. tough and and that's and that's what watson is is keying on too because when they're in man-to-man on third and eight and everybody's got their back to watson watson picks up the first down so right. super excited about him as a texans fan and as a fantasy option but uh, i wouldn't say he's a top five quarterback in the league in football terms just yet
1: yeah, I get it. I get excited. We all know that about sample me. Size. Just need the sample size at this point. Imagine right. you had Fedorowicz.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, give him man. give him a, a big tight end threat to go down. The, I mean, yeah. It's yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, you, you, heard you here first. You heard it here first. Just had CJ Fedorowicz.
0: Yeah, and the responses. Yeah, uh, John, give us your second. Would you rather?
1: This one's this one's philosophical for me. I think. Oh, good. Uh, Lamar Miller or Tyreek Hill. It'll go rest of the year, rest of the year on this one.
2: I'm going to go with Lamar Miller. I feel like the Texans are scoring <laughs> too much. No, hold on now. <laughs> hold on now. This is not a pick with my heart. This is a pick with logic, and I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on it. So, Lamar Miller, because the Texans have been scoring a lot of touchdowns in the red zone, and I mean from like the five in, throwing the ball, and running Deshaun Watson. Running a rookie quarterback, even if he's athletic, is stupid. <laughs> don't don't run your rookie quarterback at the goal line. I think we're going to see some positive regression from Lamar Miller with all of the points that the Texans are scoring. I think he's going to start to get some more touchdowns. And I think that's really going to boost his value. So I think he's a little low now. And then on the other side, you're counting on a receiver from Kansas City to get a lot of scoring and We've seen in the past that you know even though Alex Smith is cutting it loose a little bit more this year, he's in the in the red zone. They run a lot of misdirection and they give it to their running backs and throw it to Travis, or, or they give it to their running backs and they run a lot of misdirection stuff, which is what they should do. So I just don't see them like throwing fades to to Hill all of the time. So right. I'm going to go with Miller. I think the touchdowns are going to come back to Earth and even out a little bit, and so I'm I'm going with the running back here.
0: I just think. I initially I I do appreciate Clark's pitch because it has swayed my opinions ever so slightly. So
2: yes. And I, I forgot can... halfway through, we were talking about Tyreek Hill, right? Was that the other option?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were just like, I know it was someone in Kansas City. So the wide
2: receiver in somewhere. I'm just gonna way. roll with that. Not
0: Thomas. <laughs> um yeah. The one thing the one thing that I think Tyreek Hill has over Lamar Miller is the fact that you know that they're going to manufacture touches for him. I just I don't know with the utmost confidence if I mean Lamar Miller will get his, but Tyreek Hill, I mean you get him as a punt returner, as a kick returner, they're going to use him on sweeps, they're going to use him on running plays, they're going to use him out of the backfield to get mismatches, they're going to use him in every every stretch of the imagination in order to get him the ball in space which is something that Andy Reid's offense does very, very well. And something that Tyreek works very, very well in. Um, If I was super good and we weren't recording this, you know, an hour early, I would have some stats to back up my claim. Uh, But I do think that I think Tyreek Hill, I trust, I trust the offense force feeding him the ball a little bit more than the Texans offense forcing Lamar force feeding Lamar Miller, the ball. Uh, But I do understand that, if the Texas offense does shift more to, once they get into the five-yard line, giving the ball to Lamar Miller as opposed to throwing fades or having Deshaun Watson take it, uh, Lamar Miller suddenly has a ton more fantasy value. This
1: um, is a
2: great
0: – John, here, oh, I- the tiebreaker. So
1: yeah. I'll, I'll tell you why this was philosophical, and I, I, I put this in our notes from here. Um, right now, Tyreek Hill in standard Yahoo scoring is the wide receiver 11, and Lamar Miller is running back 11 so it goes down to is like do do you rather have the run, the running back or the wide receiver and this is after we get out of those top 5 names sorts of things right. um both of them have two touchdowns uh, miller has one rushing one receiving Terry kill is two receiving and his 15 rushing yards to go with 390 receiving yards now he has more total yards at this point in terms of uh, yards from scrimmage uh 30 catches and such um yeah, I go with Tyreek Hill because just personally, I would rather have the pass catcher. I think that they're more involved that way. And that's that's the first part of my my looking at this because I think both teams uh, are focusing on these as essentially their second tier of, of offense. Um, Houston clearly wants to get that ball pushed downfield. with their big, two uh, fast, tall wide receivers. And clearly... Um, they're starting the game in Kansas City by getting the ball to Kareem Hunt. So this is that second tier of what is your your next step? What are you doing secondarily to this? And both of them clearly have plans for using these players. Uh, I put more faith in the pass catcher than the running back as being a more stable option and more likely to get me better points as the season progresses. So I went with Tyreek Hill, and I think the other fact that, that he's – pretty like he's decently involved in the running game and yeah they do use him in so many different ways he's so multifaceted in his his um use out there and that they're kind of you know if they're even he's the guy who I'm giving that little extra bump to in terms of first off I just lean towards the receiver rather than the running back especially once we get past I mean we're we're talking about a wide receiver two on your team and a running back two on your team Mm -hmm. and I'd go wider to as a more important spot on my roster in terms of building my roster yeah
0: no, that makes sense well
2: that's interesting so uh, first of all I, r- I really like this one so maybe put a poll up for this because i would like to see what people think like if y'all told me at the beginning of the podcast you're arguing for tyree Hill, i could have also made an argument that i really like for hill um, yeah. And, yeah. and i think again as a as a philosophy question you know if you're flexing the number 11 running back or the number 11 wide receiver personally i would love the running back um so yeah really interesting and i love both of these guys i feel like both of these guys have disappointed a little bit even though they are you know top 20. Both, yeah right yeah. but i feel like i mean our expectations don't matter for how things turn out but i think i think folks hoped for more out of both of these guys and i think that it's coming for both of these guys so Excellent, uh, excellent choice here. Perfect
0: segue because I find Clark's next, would you rather perfectly interesting? Uh Clark, give us your second and I guess last because you are busily packing, which we completely understand here at the RB One Podcast, though. I don't know how our fans will feel and our listeners. I don't know how the moms of the RB One podcast will approve of you, you know, taking off one question, but we understand.
2: Thank you for that, Pete. Uh, <laughs> uh, so mine is, mine is what I would call a polar opposite of John's question, uh, whereas John brought us two guys that we like and two folks that we're excited about. I'm going to bring two guys that have really disappointed, at least lately so far this year, but two guys that I also really believe in their talent. So I've got Amari Cooper or Sammy Watkins. Would you rather?
0: i have and i think it's primarily because there was a stretch where like two weeks ago for two and three weeks ago i was getting multiple questions about amari cooper on uh the mailbag my uh, fantasy uh, fake teams mailbag which humble plug you should submit your questions to uh but anyways and so i've i've put in a lot of thought about amari cooper and i think this is as you can guess, you might be able to guess. My answer is Amari Cooper. I would rather have Amari Cooper. And here's my, here's what I've come to the conclusion that I have reached when it comes to Mr. Amari. Personally, I just trust that he's going to be able to turn it on, right? Sammy Watkins has been has has been uh, hampered by injuries in the past. Uh, is is kind of a big play receiver he's clearly a part of the Rams offense but has not you know hasn't been a focal point it's been obviously the Todd Gurley show with a little bit of Robert Woods splashed in there and Cooper Cup uh Amari Cooper is still the guy in Oakland I trust Amari to get back on track and the other thing is is and people are freaking out about this if you can get Amari Cooper right now for the cheap 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 I say you do it because if he turns on in the second part of the season, you now suddenly have a wide receiver one stashed on your bench for the playoffs for, for fancy playoffs. And like if you can, you know, if you are not looking right now for a, for an immediate impact guy, if you instead are like, you know what? I am doing pretty well. I've got my started lineup is pretty set. everyone's performing well for me. I've got some pieces on the side that I could move maybe for someone who could just like explode in weeks 10 and onwards. Omari, I think, is that guy. I I just I f- have a hard time believing someone as talented as him in an offense like Oakland's, in which he is the guy. Uh I have a hard time believing that he is going to continue to put up one to two points a game.
1: Yeah, I guess that's probably where I'm leaning on this. I I think though uh I was trying to look at the rest of their schedule too on some of this. They both have a couple of really nice ones coming up, or at least at the end of the year. At the end of the year, um, Watkins is going to play against four teams in the bottom ten in terms of giving up fantasy points to receivers in his last five games. So four of his last five: uh, New Orleans at Arizona, Philadelphia at Tennessee, uh, with Seattle in there as well as a bad one. But um, you know, uh, t- t- Cooper is going to play Kansas City, Dallas, and Philadelphia. Which are two seven and five to finish off. Watkins has maybe the slightly better schedule. Both I mean, of you them call that a push, wouldn't you?
2: I mean, wouldn't you call yeah, that a push? They're kind
1: of, yeah, they're kind of pushed that way. That I think Watkins is slightly better in terms of his actual scheduling, but I think Cooper's the better player, and his target numbers are higher uh, so far. So I, I guess even the I'm going to give Cooper the edge in that I think he's the actual better receiver, and he's getting more targets. And it's, uh, they've both been just, it's, it's people, tough. They're very difficult to make a
0: decision on because both of them have been just kind of awful,
1: not garbage.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
2: Uh,
1: but you I don't, think if you own one of them or, or, or both of them, like go and look at their fantasy numbers this year or their regular football numbers this year. And it's just, you can't believe those are these players, I guess. Yeah. I believe, I mean, Watkins has, I guess, shown us bad football previously which is why he's not on the team that drafted him and so i guess i believe in cooper more whoa whoa whoa
2: let's not give the bills a whole bunch of credit for being good at retaining talent let's not damn sammy Watkins because of the bill retain him
0: no but let's also way let's 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 build on what what john just talked about omari cooper so far has 18 catches for 146 yards and a touchdown he's averaging eight yards a catch yeah,
1: each of them only that has is one double-digit game.
0: Is, that is, oh my God! It's it is it is really rough. I mean, Cooper has a stretch of against Washington, one catch for six yards. Then the Broncos two catches for nine, and then the Ravens one catch for eight. Like that is it's difficult to uh, difficult to be feel encouraged about a performance when when you're getting single-digit receiving yards from a number one receiver.
2: Yeah, and I'm with both of you guys here. I think the only hope that I have for Sammy Watkins is that I think Sammy Watkins is a better receiver when healthy. I think he's just an absolute freak. But we've only seen him healthy for, what, like 15 games out of the past three years? Um, And the Rams have showed they are not and will not force the ball to Sammy Watkins. He's drawn a lot of tough coverages. I think he still looks good to me. When I watch the game and watch him run around, he, he looks good and so does Amari Cooper, and the Raiders focus on getting him the ball. This week, uh, Cooper had a couple of nice plays called back by penalties, and you can see clearly that the Raiders understand your two best pass-catching options are Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper. And so they're even though Cooper's had a bad fantasy start so far and a bad football start, if you look at all the drops, like I know drops aren't the best measure ever, but like he's had some really crummy drops. Yeah. But so, so I think both of these guys are really good, and the Raiders are going to continue to get Cooper involved. And I think the Rams are fine if Sammy Watkins just takes that safety coverage over the top. I think they're just fine throwing the ball to Cooper Cup. They're just fine running those power suites with Tavon Austin. So that's why I've got to lean. I've got to lean Amari here. Unfortunately, Definitely.
1: the Rams seem to be built around Gurley at this point, and he has surprised us in a great way. Whereas Marshawn Lynch has convinced it's us that we. He was okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, uh, looked good last week, but he would only look good for like a play or two, and then he would come out.
1: Yeah, and the drive would stall, eight, seven yards or so, something.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and and on those plays when he was coming in fresh, he looked like beast mode.
1: But yep. then
2: he would play for three downs and leave. And it's like, well, and that's and and then Jalen Richard and uh, Washington just didn't so look so great, you know. So <sighs> moving on. Let's As you can tell uh, I own Sammy Watkins. I love you, <laughs> Sammy Watkins. Come back to me.
0: <laughs> after after uh giving Clark flack for only having two Would You Rathers, I have thought in my mind looking at my second Would You Rather and playing into the theme of Pete is wildly under underprepared for this podcast. I don't really like my second Would You Rather. So let's have John. John, give us your third, and then I'll give my second uh slash last one and we'll just call it call it a show. Okay.
2: I've got a third one. I've come up with one. Oh, I've
0: my got God, one. Clark,
2: stop breaking the rules. I adjusted the rules to my liking. no rule he couldn't have a
1: third. <laughs> it's
0: true. It's true. Damn it. Okay. Uh, so then <laughs> let's have John still go. Go ahead.
1: Um, this one, I, don't, yeah, I guess I don't know where I'm going to go, but I would probably say that this one's got an easier answer than the other ones I've given. Uh, Martavis Bryant uh, or Brandon Marshall for the rest of the year with the understanding that both <sighs> – are potentially being traded because Martavis Bryant has asked for a trade at this point, and Marshall's already been floated a couple times.
2: Yeah. Is no an acceptable answer? Is no? I mean, (laughs) because you said Martavis Bryant or, and I was like, well, whoever he says next is going to be the person. Really? You would rather have
0: Brandon Marshall over Martavis Bryant?
2: No, but then he said Brandon Marshall, and I was like, well... (laughs) Well, shit. Gosh darn it. I don't know what
1: man uh, yeah i would have leaned Bryant. John i thought a, the i would totally
2: leave Bryant. i thought Bryant was yeah. the obvious choice there
1: that's what i thought
2: yes. yeah. yeah i'm in yeah it's a sweep oh okay. cool
0: good discussion yeah. everyone no, i know <laughs> like you just made this whole hullabaloo that i thought you were just like completely against either of these
2: what no i mean, what I mean is, do you want the young streaky guy or do you want the old guy that can't play anymore well i'll take i'll take the young streaky guy yeah, yeah of
1: course. course the problem you have is you don't know where they're going you know, or if they are going to be traded because nobody sure. has to trade them but right the trade, the trade thing obviously gives you red flags and moves them down your list, I think. If you're, if you're making your I, – I don't know. I didn't go over our uh, faketeams.com wide receiver rankings for this week, but I would assume you move them down just yeah. because of the fact that they have that talk. You don't know who's going to be their quarterback if they're leaving and what's going to happen.
2: I would argue that you do know where Brandon Marshall is going, and it's nowhere. And Martavius Bryant could go somewhere. So, so you pick the person that maybe is could do something. Brandon Marshall has had a very long, excellent career. He's not some loser, wide receiver. Like, very good, but now he's old, and he's not playing well, and he's playing on a team that's struggling. I would love to have the alien, the freak, the guy that's 6'4", that can run a freaking four 40, and jump over anyone else on your team. I mean, you're you're taking upside for a guy that you're going to keep on your bench. So yeah, Brian, so, for sure. Yeah. All right, all
0: right. Let's step away. My my second and final. Would you rather uh, doing two? Let's step away from the fantasy world and let's play. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
2: <laughs> Are we gonna? Is this going to be the uh, financial investing uh, portion of exactly. the show
0: that we've This is exactly. I'm asking okay, you, great. would you rather invest in?
1: Bitcoin, buy or Bin. sell, <laughs>
2: long term, go.
1: Wu Tang, uh, financial investing from. Oh, uh, yes.
2: Nope. Diversify Here's your the- bombs. Blank,
0: blank. Yeah. All right. Here's the scenario You're Colts GM Chris Ballard. You're sitting oh. in your office. Suddenly your phone rings. You're like, that's weird. I don't have a phone. I have Skype. Get out of Skype. Come sponsor us. Uh, Instead, but you pick up it nonetheless, and you're like, "Hello." The other side, it's Browns GM Sashi Brown, and you're like, "Of course, of course." The Browns GM uses a gosh darn cell phone because you know they all got in trouble for that. Sashi's on the phone, and Sashi's like, "Yo, Chris Ballard, what up? You not looking so bad with a uh, Jacoby Brissett. You know, he looks like a quarterback that you could maybe develop." And maybe someone who you can kind of yeah, feel around and, and kind of see what happens, you know, why not? Uh, you've got a quarterback there sitting in your wings that, I mean, let's be honest. Do you even really want him anymore? I mean, I mean that Andrew Luck guy, come on. Yeah. He's coming back from shoulder surgery. You don't even know if he's ever going to play. You don't even know, you don't even know if he can throw a football anymore.
2: Oh, I thought for sure. This was going to be a Scott Tolzien take. Okay. <laughs> Andrew Luck.
0: Go ahead. So Sashi, so Sashi's on the phone and he's like, Chris, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take him off your hands. I'm gonna take Andrew Luck off your hands. I'll send you three first-round picks and a second, and maybe I'll throw in a, a third round just to wet your whistle.
2: Nope. sorry, Pete. would, you, ra- Good would you rather
0: have all the first-round picks you can imagine, or would you rather have still have Andrew Luck?
2: Nope, I will take a quarterback that has shown plus competence. No they just don't make those guys. I mean everybody But has Andrew here, Luck shown
0: plus full season ability? Yes. Yeah, he has. Well, if you block
2: he's been injured
0: lately. You block him? I mean, I, but he's been all right, let's 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 look at the numbers. You guys debate amongst yourself while I quickly do research about how many games Andrew Luck has actually played in his NFL career.
2: B you know that I just make my arguments based on <laughs> spirit and how I'm feeling <laughs> at the time. I don't need numbers. This is poppy cut. Andrew Luck had a shoulder injury, right? He's also been injured because the Colts offensive line has been a, I've I've said this a lot this week, a gosh darn embarrassment. Gee willikers Uh, awfulness. Yes, my goodness. So they have been awful. And Andrew Luck has been incredibly durable for the line that he has had to play behind. And he's shown that he is good. He has the potential to be like, in a couple of years, we could be talking about him as like, oh well, remember when Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers? Well, now it's Aaron Rodgers and Andrew Luck, and yeah, he was hurt for those for that one year. Man, you, you just if you have an opportunity to get a quarterback that is better than most of the other quarterbacks in the league, and not the opportunity like, oh, first first pick overall, like uh, everybody's like has have a money and flowers. No, like you've seen it. <laughs> He's gone toe to toe with the Patriots in the playoffs before. You can't trade him. It, it doesn't matter. Like unless you're getting an equivalent quarterback back plus all of that stuff, that's why Kirk Cousins is making twenty eight million dollars this year. You just you just can't. If you have a quarterback that is decent, it doesn't matter what the price is. You keep him, and Andrew Luck is really
1: good. Yeah, I, I guess that. I mean, the, the the difference here is I think that. I hate the times when people do the trades for like the RG three trade or your golf and stuff like that, because you're like, you traded everything you could get to get one guy who hasn't played a down yet. And I don't like that as much as, you know, if you could trade several draft picks and whatnot to go get Andrew luck, I mean, sure. They'll use an early one to go get, you know, Sam Darnold or whatever from um, USC, but you don't know what he can do. Uh, There's a number of great USC quarterbacks who haven't done anything once they you know, started playing on Sunday. So, How's
2: Matt lineup looking? You're I thought you mean? were going to make
0: a Mark Sanchez reference, and I was all about to defend Mark Sanchez.
1: What, fumble? I was going deep
2: cuts
0: there. Mark Sanchez is, is our lord and savior. You do not speak ill of Mark Sanchez. Watch. Mark
2: Sanchez is a good-looking guy. He's got a career in broadcasting when he's done. Him next to David Carr. I mean, that is a that is potent a, lineup. Hey, but, I mean, I tune in just to watch the broadcast.
1: Yeah, you're defending a man who is currently the third best quarterback on the Bears, but he's the most attractive
0: quarterback right. on the Bears,
1: which is really what the we've is.
0: we've totally we've totally moved past actual quarterbacking talent.
1: I need to I need to say one thing though in regards to Andrew Luck. If you are not following Captain Andrew Luck on Twitter, you oh my god, oh, yes, that yes. is one yes. of the greatest follows. Ever. It's like Civil War Andrew Luck writing letters <laughs> home to his mother. And then, of course, the responding, uh, there's an Andrew Luck or Captain Luck's mom who responds every now and then. Oh, that. what? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. It's amazing.
0: It's, it's amazing. amazing that Twitter is still free.
1: Oh, it's the greatest uh, follow uh, I have right now, I think, other than faketeams.com and
0: Naturally, Whoa, one, and Sorry. RB1 podcast. I mean, let's be honest. Actually, let's go um, back
2: the curtain a little bit. This Andrew Luck follow is much better, so <laughs> let's give it credit where credit is so due. Credit where credit it's is due. so good, oh my god, it's so good.
0: Pull off the <laughs> piano sheet. Uh is there is, is there anything and th- and we'll do very quickly before we go into would you rather? I guess and then starts and sets. Is there anything in this NFL world outside of a quarterback? that you would like is there any package of 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 players of picks of whatever that you would make that move would that you would trade Andrew Luck for
2: i would only make something like alex smith plus a bounty so that you get a quarterback that is functional and that can, is totally competent and then if you build a roster around him you can get hot and win five games and win a super bowl but i'd have to get some kind of middle of the road quarterback in return Or else there's just no way I'd entertain any of this. Start
1: talking to them about, like, you got that Patrick Mahomes fella. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Smith. And then, yeah, I think about that, I guess. That's a good good option. Cool.
0: Uh, Clark, let's hear your final would you rather that you've written on the spot.
2: (laughs) All right. So would you rather beat your big rival in your fantasy football league Mm -hmm. or get third place and get your money back?
0: I would rather beat my big rival. I mean, yeah, I'd rather beat my rival. Right when you That's when you when money. you, when the, you, when you do the buy-in at any league, you always basically expect that money. Never you never see that money again. You've come to that. You've accepted the fact that you will never see that money again. So I would much rather have like beat your big rival and just like a crushing defeat. Like you either either it's just a complete walloping or you know it's neck and and he's got Julio Jones, and you've got Ryan Suckup, and Julio Jones goes for 23 points, and Ryan Suckup goes for 25, and you get the win just because of really rubbing it in his face that a kicker beat him. That's what I would want.
1: I think my biggest rival game, though, is my league with my brothers and a bunch of other people here in the 16-team league, but that's not for money. Um, Yeah, I'd rather beat my brother Dan uh, for then get third, even. If you we were talking about winning, then that would be a tough one. But I'd rather be able to talk trash at Thanksgiving to my brother Dan than nice. the rest of this. That. Yeah, that's I'll, the right I'll, answer. That's what fantasy football is all about.
2: I would so pay rather, money to be. I'd rather win the league because I, I only play in money leagues and I don't play any big money leagues. But I play in leagues where like an extra, you know, four or five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars is like, yeah, that's that's a lot of money to me. But if it's not going to be that, and it's just I get my hundred back or I get my fifty back. Or I can just be a complete jerk to one of my best friends about how they're not smart. I'll take the being a complete jerk part.
0: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. All right, let's uh, let's do some start and sits for week seven. Do a little Thursday night preview and wrap this sucker up because I have not eaten dinner yet telling my tummy is starting to growl. Uh, Clark, quickly give us your start and sit or start or sit or whatever you want.
2: Uh,
1: Amari Cooper or Sammy Watkins? I'm not prepare for this.
0: Oh, John's prepared. John, give us your start and sit.
1: Uh, I made two while we're talking here, looking through things on my phone. Uh, sit Carlos Hyde this week. Um, his numbers have been decreasing. His carries have been decreasing. And even against teams that are not top 15 against running backs, he has not been particularly good the last three. Uh, in that play start, Jarek McKinnon. He's had good numbers. He went up against a good run defense last week. Still got you. I think it was like 87 total yards and a couple touchdowns. They're clearly leaning on him more than the Latavius Murray and uh, his old knees. So Jarek McKinnon over Carlos Hyde. Uh, also this week, I would sit Doug Baldwin. Uh, he's got a tough matchup this week. So, it, and, and they're on the road. Seattle's a whole different team on the road. Yeah. His numbers are going to be a little lower than what they, what the computer is telling you to expect. Cause the computer does not take that into account when you're looking at those projections, on your Yahoo or ESPN screen or wherever you're playing, NFL.com, whatever.
2: Never start, trust robots.
1: Yeah. Don't trust robot. Um, Devin Funches, start him. He had a down week last week. Don't let that scare you. He's been the guy getting great targets. He just didn't cash in enough last week. He's still going to get his targets this week. Uh, he's been double digits the two weeks before that. Uh, they're definitely growing in contract and confidence in him. Start Devin Funchess, uh, Sit Doug Baldwin. Did anyone Perfect. prepare any other ones for this?
0: I got one. Uh, I came
2: up with one. Go ahead, Pete.
0: Uh, mine is, mine is, and I'm going to be preaching this all week because I just feel it. I feel this in my gut. I feel this in my tum-tums. Uh, Quintorius Lopez-Jones is going to go off. Uh, for those who don't know, I just learned this. That's Julio Jones' full name. Do you know that? Quintorius, Quintorius Lopez-Jones. a really Jones.
1: cool first name.
0: That's an awesome name.
1: Why does he go by Julio?
0: I don't know, man. I would go by Quintorius all the freaking time. Anyways, uh, Julio has had one 100-yard th- game so far this season. He's been slightly underwhelming, you could say. Uh, though, you know, not, nothing major, no Amari Cooper, but hasn't scored a touchdown yet. And guess what? He's going up against the Patriots' defense. And by now, I feel like any one of our listeners can recite to me exactly what I'm going to say about the Patriots' defense, is that it's awful and you just shouldn't care. I just – in my tummy, I just feel like – and I tweeted this out on the fake team's Twitter account – I just feel like Julio is going to have a 150-yard game with, like, two touchdowns. I just think he's just going to just do work all across uh, the Patriots defense because the Patriots defense sucks, and it's just a long time coming. Julio's bound to have his, like, 200-yard game that he had against the Panthers last year.
1: You got one, I'm with you.
2: You know it's coming.
0: Julio is the
2: boss. uh, I guess I'm going to say, let's see, Uh, start the Colin Kaepernick truthers. And sit huh. the NFL owners who promise that they have not colluded to keep him out of the league. Fair. We're going. We're going political. Hey, we're going political lot. here Starts to wrap this here. up. This but is what happens when you throw Clark course. in the corner. You know. Well, this he'll... is what happens after Clark's had a couple of beers and needs to come up with something to talk <laughs> He's about. He's got to do something oh, on, on the spot. talk politics, guys. Oh, because oh what's boy. going on now is oh boy. Okay. Anyway, but I'll leave it at that, and you can at me at uh, NFL
1: Clark. Before we go to the Thursday game, though, I just want to read one of these Captain Andrew Luck's and his mother's reply. So Captain Andrew Luck, dearest mother, shall I return to the field this campaign I know not? My bones yarn for action. Squirrel oil is my only hope. Andrew. And then Mrs. Kathy Luck (laughs) replies, son, do you know how squirrel oil is made? Do you know what unspeakable acts I must do to obtain it? All caps there. Please don't waste this batch, mom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I made it that's beautiful. I didn't know about the mom replies. Those are amazing. Oh,
2: yeah, that, that was news uh, to me, but oh. That
0: At is EPT
2: uh,
1: underscore luck underscore mom. That's Mrs. glorious. The, it's the Mrs. Kathy Luck. Oh, gosh. And the picture, the, the icon there, the picture is amazing. It's like a frontier marm. With a gun and like a little bonnet, but it's got like Andrew looks face or something on there. It's like a bearded man's face over the actual face. Well, I'm on board. Guns and beards. I'm 100% on board with this Twitter. That's like 90% of my life. So, whoever this is, I want you on the podcast. This is
0: amazing. Yes. Perfect. (laughs) Yes. Get at us and slide into our DMs and and slide onto the show.
2: And Uh, I'll make the offer you can do it as yourself or you can do it in character.
0: That is very, very true. In fact, we would encourage character. Uh, Quick, Thursday Night Football. It is the Chiefs traveling to
1: Oakland to take on the Raiders, I believe? Yes. Uh, Cool. What do you got, John? Uh, It's, well, the spread is, was Kansas City by three, I think was the early spread. And it's like a 47 and a half over under from what I was looking at earlier in the week. Um, I think Kansas City is going to beat this spread. Uh, I don't trust Oakland at this point. I think they've become horribly one-dimensional. They they can't run, and their passing game hasn't worked. I think Kansas City comes off a loss to look angry and ready, and I don't think Oakland's defense can stop Kareem Hunt. Uh, my prediction was 24-14, I believe, is where I'm going. Dang
2: like it, John. So you, you've corrupted my thinking uh, with all of your statistics <laughs> and your math. Uh, I, I, I think – Kansas city's coming off a tough loss to the Steelers who match up really well against them. And I think Oakland is kind of showing its vulnerabilities from the ball. And it seems like their offensive line isn't as dominant as it used to be since this is a divisional game. I think it's going to be close, but I do think the chiefs are going to win. So I think we're looking at a relatively low scoring affair. I'm going to throw out kind of like 20 to 13 chiefs.
0: Dang it. Clark. That was exactly my score. And now I gotta pick something. We gotta cover our own spread. (laughs) Now you have to pick the
2: Raiders. Welcome to my world, Pete. Damn
0: it. Uh (laughs) I have the Chiefs also winning this. I'm gonna also, but I'm gonna say that it's a big time bloodbath. It's a it's a shootout, and suddenly the Oakland's offense clicks, and the over the the Chiefs are all over the Raiders. I'm so confuzzled. Uh, it's going to be a twenty-seven to twenty-one game. Really, I really I like the low-scoring seventeen to like ten game. But Clark, uh, Clark basically took my score, so got to cover the spread, and we got to we got to make sure that we take the high score too, so that uh, one of us looks correct. <laughs>
2: Should be a, good my, though. a lot of really good yeah. games on Thursday night this week. So, as horrible as the NFL is with handling social issues and respecting its employees, really got to respect the Thursday night game.
0: They've been better, they've been significantly better this year than in years past. So, yeah, you know, very good. Um, game, yeah, so
2: just ignore you know, Greg Hardy getting to play right. and Colin Kaepernick not. And other than that, everything's great. Other than that, everything's hunky dory. Uh, you don't me on politics, this is your fault with that. Uh, If you want to continue talking
0: politics, go find Clark at NFL Clark. Find John if you want to reminisce and remember the good times about when Aaron Rodgers was still in uniform at jbarn54. You can come at me when Julio Jones just walks all over my Patriots defense, and I will be happily admitting that that is going to happen and that I will try to get myself mentally prepared for that. uh, At Pete M. Rodgers, if you are the – geniuses behind the Captain Andrew Luck and Captain Andrew Luck's mother's Twitter account. Hit us up at RB1 Podcast. We'd love to have you on the show because I know you listen to this. Uh, and other than that, we will see you here. us, really, Tuesday morning for the Week 7 Recap. Hopefully it's amazing. Remember, we care about your fantasy football team. Until next week. recording videos off videos off of
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: course just buying stuff man
2: my my face is my best attribute you know I mean, gotta, this is, gotta give the this people this what they, they want
0: gotta right. give the people what they want
2: tens of people have given me this feedback